0: Why does it seem like a lot of narcissists are really, really obsessive? If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change concerning narcissistic abuse. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the 45-day Clarity Challenge, you can access at claritychallenge.net. If you like what you see here talking about narcissism, narcissistic abuse, my journey inside of narcissism, then please subscribe. Hit that notification so you get notified when we drop new content, when we drop new videos, or when we're going live on different channels to provide question and answer time or a way for you to be able to seek some clarity in the midst of the confusion that you've been going through. When we talk about narcissists and them being obsessive, a lot of times people are like, oh yeah, totally. Like my narcissist was obsessive about a lot of things. Some of them are very obsessive, like almost like OCD obsessive. Some of them are more like obsessive as far as like addiction and like different things like that. So I want to talk to you about a couple things today. We're going to walk through a couple different steps. One is the nature of some of that obsession, Uh, some examples, the impact And then how to cope with a narcissist going through this, okay, with a narcissist and the obsessive nature. So first off, the nature of the obsession. Okay, a lot of times you'll see a narcissist that will have very, very addictive personality. This is some of the things that I identified and knew about myself before I even had a clue about what narcissism is. I had an idea of like, I know that I have addictive personality. I've struggled with different levels and different aspects of addictions. And so there's reasons why I stay away from certain things. And there's reasons why I don't try certain things because I know my addiction level can ramp up really fast in that particular area or just in general. So I have to be really careful that a lot of narcissists struggle with that addiction piece period. And you'll see that come out in the alcohol and the drugs and the gambling and the sex and multiple different things. And they become very obsessed about one exact thing. Well, when we're talking about the addictive personality and that obsession piece, there's an aspect of it's coming from a piece of validation and attention. You see, and a lot of times we talk about narcissists always needing validation and attention. They need that That's something that there's like a constant draw, almost like an addictive model of like I need that supply, that attention from another person to feel better about myself, to feel validated about who I am, to feel validated that you believe the mask that I'm putting up and you don't actually believe or think that the person that's awful underneath actually exists. But typically it's hard for a person to be able to see that or understand that, that idea of like constantly needing that it comes out oftentimes in the areas of like always texting, uh, always always being together like 24/7, like wanting sex non-stop, like like all these things they can be good in and of themselves, but when they're taken to excess, you start to realize like wait a second, this might be more than just something they're passionate about, this might be an obsession. Sometimes there's an aspect of fear of rejection that contributes to the aspect of obsession of like I don't want to have someone leave or I don't want something to happen Because it might be negative to my image. It might be negative to how other people perceive me, to how people think about me, or how they give attention to me, whatever it might be. And so typically, the aspect of that obsession piece comes back to the control of the mask. The control of the image that a narcissist puts out there to other people to look better, to to feel the best, to, to not view the past anymore, but to just be like, this is what I have to put there. This is what I have to do to put other people down so that I feel better about myself. A lot of times we're talking about obsession, it comes back to those core things of the ego and that validation, that admiration and controlling it so it doesn't look bad, but so I still get it. When we're talking about obsession, I mentioned earlier, drugs, alcohol, gambling, sex, all those different aspects. A lot of times you see there's addictive personality piece come out with it. But there's also the aspect of the relationship side. A lot of times you'll see this with the constant need for admiration and the constant inner, the connection, the constant like communication, like expecting you to respond within like three seconds. And if you don't, then they'll get upset of like, wait a second, like I need this. You'll see this a lot of times with a lot of texting, uh, not just with you though, but with multiple people. Like, there's countless times where I'm talking to someone on a one-on-one call and they're they're talking me through their story and they open up and they're like, yeah, I discovered on the phone that they were texting like 30 people because it was like that constant validation, that constant need to be able to get that admiration and approval from other people. And with that comes that aspect of like, if I keep putting something out there, I'm going to keep getting something back. I need to have something come back 24-7. It's that thing that it's like, maybe it'll fill a void. And so as a result, they'll put it out there for everybody. This is why you have a lot of narcissists that do cheat. A lot of narcissists that are very active in going through multiple partners or with multiple partners at the same time. And not because that, those partners are in agreement, but because they don't even know. It's a high. Because oftentimes it turns into that obsession. Sometimes you'll see the examples of obsession in like a career, uh, a need for approval, like always looking for approval, a need for like recognition, especially if it's at any cost. Like I'm going to get recognized even if you don't, I'm going to roll over you. I'm going to steamroll past all the other people and be like, no, I'm going to get what I want regardless of how it's going to cost or hurt you. Sometimes you'll see this in the aspect of taking ideas, of like stealing ideas from other people and claiming them as their own so that they feel better about themselves, but so they get that push, that bump into the next level, that bump into like, look at me, I'm the best, Okay. Um, sometimes too, you'll have the aspect of them, them taking ideas of them, like working through of them, like bypassing you or even like triangulating in the workplace to make you look bad so that they can move up or so that they can progress or look better. Okay. Sometimes you have this in just the aspect of narcissism with appearance. So of how they look, of how they dress, of how they eat, sleep, act, anything like looking a certain way. Sometimes it's all about like the money or like attention Uh, being handsome, being beautiful, like sexy, like all these different things like come into play of like a lot of times you'll see an obsession of it to obsessive nature of like, I need to look like this. I need to be like this for that mask. So what is the impact on the obsession? What's the impact that it actually causes? Okay, first one is you pay the price. Emotionally, mentally. A lot of times this looks like you're getting run over you're getting belittled, you're getting put down, you're getting shoved to the side. And as a result, you no longer have an emotional safe place. You no longer have a partner that you can talk through, that you can work through problems, that you can talk and and develop trust, honesty, vulnerability. But instead it's like, nope, you're just going to get rolled over because what they're obsessed about is way more important than you. The other one would be abuse. Because when a narcissist gets obsessed over a certain thing or even over you or the validation of you, you become an appliance. You become a toy on the shelf. And as a result, a narcissist typically has the view that they own you and that they control you and they're willing to take you off the shelf and play with you however they want and whenever they want and when they're done with you, they can put you back on the shelf. This is why a lot of times when narcissists get out of the relationship and go to the next person, they leave the door open. Because they still want to be able to come back and be able to play with that toy whenever they want. And when you decide to go no contact, a lot of times it pisses them off because you just cut off their access to you. Impact of obsession is a lot of times a loss of who you are, you no longer have opinions. You no longer have concerns, you're no longer allowed to have ideas or thoughts or feelings or anything in the relationship and that impact becomes huge because it starts to abuse you to a point that you no longer know who you are. You no longer know your sense of purpose or direction or the person that you are going to be has been sidelined because of a toxic person in your life and you no longer have that drive or that motivation to move forward in that direction. Well, how do we deal with this? How do we work on coping with his obsessive peace? Maybe you're in, maybe out of the relationship. How do we actually work on this? One of the first and foremost things that I've been talking and focusing with people over the past couple of months is the identifying of you. You see, a lot of times people find themselves with the narcissist going a certain direction. They're like, I'm going this direction. This is where I want to go. The narcissist comes in your life and pulls you to the side and you no longer know that direction anymore. You no longer know who you are. And so the first aspect is getting to a place where you find yourself, where you find you. And you're like, how do I do that? I don't even know where to start. That's why I started scripting out the 45-Day Clarity Challenge to help you in that progression, to give you a framework Of how it's played to give you a framework of how you get back to you because a lot of that has been ripped away a lot of that has been beat down a lot of that has been pushed down but it's still there the you that is going to rise and be above the narcissist the toxicity the everything that is going on that is going to transcend that and become a better version of you is there is inside of you but it needs to get pulled out and needs to have the opportunity to do so that's what we try to provide Know your goals, know your direction. Without direction, you have no motivation. Without the momentum, you don't have motivation. Like moving forward of looking like, where am I going? Where am I going? What is happening? What's my vision? What's my values? Because so many people get stuck thinking about the narcissist. You need that for a period of time. But then your pivot has to change. like If I only focus on this person, I'm never moving until I focus on the goals. And the direction I need to go. One of the things I would say is you have to learn and understand when you're coming out of this abuse to be ruthlessly committed to your growth. If you're not, you go back. If you're not, you start to doubt yourself. If you're not, you're like, ah, this is too hard. Yeah, it's going to be really hard. How committed are you to move forward in your growth, in your healing, in your change? Last but not least, the 45-day challenge. A clarity challenge at claritychallenge.net is one of the best ways to be able to find you after narcissistic abuse that it was what the whole thing is geared and guided around is when you're in or when you're out of a toxic relationship how do you find you again well you need to work through several things that focus on the narcissist you need to work through several things that help you rewire your mindset and find the story that you should believe the truth versus the fiction or the fantasy that you believed in and then setting those healthy boundaries to continue moving forward in how you turn a healing a healing journey into a growth mindset. I'd love to be able to help you out, to be able to answer questions, to be able to work with you one-on-one. Either way, you can go to rawmotivation.com, claritychallenge.claritychallenge.net. Thank you guys so much. Have a great day.